Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, friends and family, to episode 43 of the Backdoor Cut Show, brought to you by the Barnburner Podcast Network. It's your guy, Zach. Find me on Twitter, at BarnburnerBro, and I'm here with my friends, Mason, Rich, and Sam, and we're live right now on YouTube and Twitter on our Twitter handle. Uh, Our site handle is at the underscore Barnburner, so if you're watching us there, shoot us some comments over. Uh, we'll gladly respond, converse with you. You can heckle us, whatever you feel like doing. Yeah. Uh, but we're coming at you about 9 p.m. We just finished watching the Grizzlies' first win of the next-gen oration. <laughs> nice. Nice. I don't know if I should be in the marketing department now. or That's what I'm hearing. I don't know if I spun that correctly, but uh, a super exciting overtime game versus Brooklyn. Uh, Sam, you were there, so mm-hmm. you want to kind of walk us through the vibe, what you were mm-hmm. feeling? Mm-hmm. Feeling good, man. Woo, what a game. That was an exciting game. Uh, you know, ended with the Jay Crowder three. I hadn't hit shit all game. And then he hits a couple <laughs> late threes in overtime. I think both the threes were in overtime, actually. Uh, so it doesn't, don't matter until you hit the timely shot. Um, John Morant, big game. Kind of the rookie come out for him. 30 points, uh, nine times, and had a block on Kyrie. Uh, the last possession of the game to send the game into overtime after scoring the, uh, the bucket to tie. Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's like, we're watching it happen live. You know, it's, it's, we're watching sort of the, the beginning of another super, what we hope to be a superstar career. And you could tell like the, the palpable excitement in the audience kind of mirrors what we saw with Jaron last year. So everyone, every time he has the ball, you kind of hear a hush, like similar to the way and you watch Kyrie, like there was a lot of Kyrie fans there. Every time he's doing his thing, you could hear people like kind of doing the, and one thing like going, like, Oh, Oh, like you kind of hear that going on. But, um, Ja has the same stuff. So it was good stuff. What did you guys see from the uh, from TV? Ja just took over in yeah, the fourth, man. fourth quarter in overtime. I mean, that was his playground. It was fun to see. Hopefully, we get to see a lot more of it. Seventeen uh, points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he when he took two dribbles from half court and just glided to the basket, it was like, let's fucking go! Like mm. that's a, that's superstar move right there. So just exciting to see, man. How you feeling, Rich? 
Uh, man, I'm feeling good. Uh, first off, I love that Sam asked us what y'all see from TV. Like, I appreciate that flex, Sam. You know, you were in the house, you were able to, you know, check the game out for real. So, at home, while yeah, I was what, watching what y'all game, see on TV, you know, I, I mean, TV, I, I'm know. paid to be there, but, you know, like, I, I'm, not, I think, I'm not trying to imply anything or whatever. But, yeah. I just, I mean, it looked electrifying, man. It looked yeah. like the form, it, it felt like 2013, 2014. You know what I mean? Uh, just seeing Jaw kind of just running that offense, like seeing his pops all turned up and proud in the audience. <laughs> like he was super proud of his kid, man. And uh, like you said, like Crowder had hit shit all game, hit the big shots. And man, Solomon Hill, like Woo! I gave him a lot of shit early man, on. me too. So much shit, but man, a perfect floor game, five for five from the field, if I'm not mistaken. Um, every time he was driving, I'm like, oh, no, no. But then he would like dump it off. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you know, you know what <laughs> yeah. you're doing. Like, so just, I mean, an exciting win. Wasn't expecting them to pull it out, and they did, man. And I think Ja, like, if you just go on Twitter right now, like, he's fucking trending. And I, I can't remember the last time the Grizzlies trended nationwide. So Ja not only brings a new excitement, but he brings a new national recognition and awareness uh, that hopefully, you know, maintains for years to come. Yeah, and uh, uh, one of the writers on our site, Hunter, pointed out that the Brooklyn Nets have been a springboard for Grizzlies rookies. Uh, last year, Jaron Jackson had the huge, like, 38, 37-point game in overtime. Tonight, Ja goes for 30 in overtime. Both Grizzlies wins. Ja goes toe-to-toe with Kyrie Irving. Oh, man, when he blocked that shot, it, you, he got so fucking hype. He forgot that he might get the ball. Like He forgot there was time on the clock. <laughs> it was just so fun to see, man. I'm, I'm excited. Brandon Clark. How y'all feeling about Brandon Clark, the other rookie? One of the other rookies. Oh, man. I, 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 I was thinking Jaw ja is like – he's got like a lot of – he talks a lot of shit. Like, uh, he, he always, anytime he like goes to the rim and if he does anything, I mean, if he either dumps it off or, or, you know, the scoops it in, he's like always doing something like he's showboating always. And I, you know, I like it, obviously, like it's one of those things. I think that he just kind of rallies the team around him. And we mentioned Jay earlier too. There's a, a moment, a lot of moments in this game where Jay, um, even though he wasn't playing well, he, he got a lot of big rebounds and he also, was kind of settling everyone down. Like, you know, he, he is sort of the team leader. He's already really stepped into that role. Um, he's, he's a job at one point is about to get a technical and Jay walked over and grabbed him and kind of walked him away. And he, he's sort of the, the team, like even keel guy, which is really good to see. He's like I know that in this game. What'd you say? He's like the team dad. Yeah, he is. He is. He's like the den, den father or whatever. But um, oh, so that good. was good to see. Yeah. The Brandon Clark though. I mean, Zach was already, Zach loves Brandon. So go ahead, go ahead on B Clark. Yeah. Brandon's like this, the Swiss Army guy. That I mean, his his experience and what he's brought is just—it's really fun. I think the kind of an odd—I don't know if you'd call them like an odd couple, but some a pair that I've really noticed playing well together are him and Kyle Anderson. They're like when they're in there together, they're both kind of the same. Uh, they're both really cerebral guys. They're not gonna like shoot over the top of you too much. But they're both really smart. They're both they get to the rim an amazing amount. Both Kyle and Brandon. They got this they got very good touch, one handed floaters, really good vision. They're able to rebound. You know, Brandon can jump a lot better than Kyle, but Kyle's got like ten foot arms. So they're they're both been really consistent. I'm really excited about both of them. Yeah, I think something that really sticks out to me about B. Clark, man, is also his hands. Like He's just able to really catch a lot of those last minute pocket passes. And he's such a strong finisher. I just think like Zach alluded to, like that touch around the rim, like that's something that's sometimes innate. Like it can't even be taught. Like he just has that natural feel for the game to be able to finish and that unmatched athleticism. So I think 
definitely we've heard still a lot, but yeah, him yeah. going late first round, I really think like this is a dude who could end up being a foundational piece. Yeah, court. you hear that. You hear that he's a steal of the draft. I think we're we're already pretty comfortable in saying that. You know, like a like a Draymond esque type. You know, twenty something pick that ends up kind of being like. And he he sort of one thing I don't like about him, and he does like almost all good. But when he goes to the rim, he he like stops a lot. Like he stops right outside the restricted area, and he picks up his dribble, and he either has his like kind of weird jump floater, or he like has to pass it out. He never goes to the rim for some reason. I don't know if he's afraid of drawing a charge or if he's afraid of like his handle, he doesn't think it's good enough or whatever. But I think if he went more powerfully to the rim, he'd catch way more bodies. I mean, who's going to stop him when he gets in the air? Um, I've noticed that though. He always, he, when he, anytime he drives, you'll notice it too. He always stops outside the restricted area and picks up his dribble. It's weird. Yeah. And I was worried that that little jump floater was going to get blocked a lot, but so far it hasn't really. Um, Cause he kind of brings it from, like his chest level and go straight up with it. Yeah. Um, and tonight it seemed like he was just a couple of centimeters away from having 10 more points. Like he was yeah. just, just missing some of those floaters. And I mean, he's yeah, definitely the still the draft, but tonight he, he struggled. Um, and we saw coach Jenkins kind of go with a more veteran lineup in the fourth quarter, like as veteran as this team can get with Solomon Hill, Jay Crowder, uh, Kyle Anderson and Dylan Brooks, like those are pretty much the oldest guys on the team. Yeah. Uh, and then they were surrounding Josh. So that was interesting. It was kind of like, all right, we need to get this win. We're going to go put these vets out there and hope they don't make mistakes. And uh, they produced even Dylan Brooks tonight, who has been the source of a lot of hatred. Oh, yeah. Fans. Uh, He's I been pissing yeah, me People have been clowning on <laughs> Dilly Buckets, man. I think he had 21 Dilly tonight. And I, I think we're all kind of in agreement. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but we're getting upset at Dylan in his current role as the starting shooting guard, but we need to realize that's not going to be his permanent role with this franchise or in the NBA probably. And we're just maybe expecting a little too much. Like his role is probably just a solid bench guy that comes in and takes some bad shots and scores points some nights and some nights he doesn't. Yeah. It's just, it's frustrating because right now, I mean, that two spot is really one of our biggest weaknesses both on both sides of the ball. If you look back at the games this week, we really got lit up in the backcourt from, we got like Zach Levine, Kobe white went ham. Uh, you know, that destroyed us the last game. Uh, so it'd be really nice if, I mean, that's obviously like one of our big weaknesses that has been for like, like ever. So we just still need to work on that, but our front court, I feel pretty good about and point guard. We obviously, have the long-term solution there, we believe. Yeah, I think Dylan played really well tonight because uh, he was fucking pissing me off Friday. Um, but mm-hmm. I feel like – Pissing off a lot of women like, too. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. Look at yeah. that hair. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> when I'm looking at him, you know what I'm saying, uh, I still think that we talk about this two-guard competition. I still think that Dylan is probably the most talented on the roster, I think today he was able to really showcase what I feel he's best at, which is like catch and shoot, um, you know, just knocking down open jump shots. Um, but one thing that I'm really looking for is I don't know if DeAnthony Milton can ever like crack the rotation, if he's going to get a shot, um, if it'll be, you know, in garbage time, if we ever have a blowout. But I'm really interested to see what he'll bring to the floor defensively. Um, just as far as we saw Friday, I mean, Kobe White, Zach Levine, just getting in where they wanted. Of course, Jaw's going to always be on the floor. Uh, but I'm interested to see what Milton could bring defensively to that backcourt. Yeah, yeah, shout out Subi, by the way, who said uh, he was tired of the media talking about Kyrie. Uh, he he sent a little tweet, so don't feel free to comment on the show. We can we can answer your questions live. 
And uh, I mean, to be fair, Kyrie did have 30. Did go yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, not, it's not like our, our guard shut him down. Uh, you mentioned no, not Tyler, at all. Tyler Johnson going off. To close I can't defend anybody, dude. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the way our guards are defending the screen, like they're they're going over the top and just never recovering. I, I, it'll be interesting to see if we continue to do that because it's, it's not working right now. Uh, I mean, we got the win tonight, but we gave up 130-something points. And we shot definitely the best we have all season. Um, and hopefully that can continue for a while. Hopefully we can stay hot. But uh, what are y'all's kind of thoughts on how we're playing, like the, the offensive style and how we're playing as a team? Uh, Zach, you can go first. All right. So I did a little – dug up a few things for us on mm. uh, pace and three-point attempts for okay. us comp- – so for last year and then kind of compared through tracking through the games that we had this year. Uh, let's play a game last year. Where do you guys think we'll pick you, Sam? Where do you think we finished in pace in the league? 25th. 30th. So 96, <laughs> depending Shit. where you look, Damn. 96 to 97 possessions per game. But, but last everywhere that I found it. Uh, three point attempts, Rich. Where do you think we finished? Twenty seventh, twenty eighth. Good guess. Good guess. That's pretty close. Yeah. So we had twenty. We were twenty fifth. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Woo! Somewhere between one and thirty. That's like seven points. <laughs> and and Mason, where do we? This is like Price is Right or something. Where do we finish in percentage on those attempts? Don't go over. Oh, twenty eight. Twenty twenty fifth. So we mm. shot 34, so 25th in the league. So 30th in pace, dead slowest, 25th in three-point attempts, 25th in three-point percentage. So obviously we're – Taylor Jenkins trying to flip that, flip the script on that, increase the pace, and also increase the number of three-point attempts. I will say that I don't, ha- I don't have the pace from today's game yet, but looking at the Heat game and the Bulls game – uh, so last year, 96 to 97 pace, the heat game was 112. Mm. So like a huge increase. The fastest in the NBA. Yeah. That night, that yeah. Uh, opening two games or two Damn. games. So blazing fast. Probably why we were completely gassed in the fourth quarter. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> those guys have not run that much. Especially Solomon Hill, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, he was killing on the pine. Yeah, that yeah that's true. That's no true. Ago. I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be throwing darts at my guy. He came up clutch tonight. That's on me. Hand up. That was on me. You hit the Tony Allen, my guy. That's my guy. That's my yes, guy. my guy. I love, oh, that, guy. I love that guy. You can say whatever <laughs> about someone as long as you say, with all due respect. But that's my guy. But that's my guy. But... <laughs> All right, Luka, so, Luka Doncic, or whatever he calls him, and he called us. Uh, uh, so he called uh, uh, Porzingis like uh, Chris Porzingis. Porzingis. Chris Porzingis, that's amazing. That's the best thing out there in the media yeah. world. Yeah, Tuesdays it's something. And Tony's, man, we appreciate yeah. it, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out, Chris. And then we had uh, thirty-two attempts from three against Miami, so twenty-nine last year. So really, not much increase there. And then. 29 attempts again versus the Bulls. So pretty much our three-point attempts, and 20, or 33 tonight, and that's an overtime game. So our three-point attempts have not really changed that much. I don't know if that kind of meets the eye test or not, but we're definitely playing faster, but not. we're still shooting about three-point attempts. So I, I think we've been shooting a lot of rushed 
you know, three, a lot of three point attempts we have been shooting of rush, and we're definitely shooting some rushed two point attempts. Uh, from three against the Heat, we shot 15%. So you're not going to beat anyone, no matter how many <laughs> you shoot at that. That's pretty terrible. And then 28 against the Bulls, 28%. And tonight, the reason we were able to put up 134 points because we shot 42% from three. So we still didn't even shoot that many. Like our volume wasn't that high, but we just hit at a much better pace. Obviously, that all makes sense. Yeah, they're good looks too. And that's something I noticed about this game. Yeah. Like uh, the, the shots were in rhythm and uh, open. You know, and, and so it's one of those things that I think is just better threes are going to increase that percentage, which is obviously self-evident, but I noticed that in this particular game. And, and something we've been clowning on Dylan, but he's he's definitely shooting the best from three. By yeah, far. he's really he's good catching shooting 50%. Shoot. Yeah. He's, two, he's averaging two, two makes and four attempts per game through three games. He averaged, his, in his career, he averages 40% on catch-and-shoot threes, which, yeah. I mean, compared to 20-something on, you know, when he's off the dribble. So, I mean, that's just like, this is sort of the larger what we need him to do is just stand there, uh, and then I think I think who said that in the in the Slack something about like you know Dylan's like percentages and what he needs to be doing running off screens and set shots. Right. So so per cleaning the glass this year, we are fifth in uh, three point frequency in the league, and we are 29th in shots at the rim frequency in the league. So uh, yeah, I guess we are. I guess we are ho- hoisting up more. Like it, it's even though the numbers aren't different. Uh, we're at the top of the league somehow. But it seems like with Brandon Clark and Ja, we've been shooting a lot of mid-range shots to me, just from the eye test. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's surprising, too. Maybe the league's just kind of like – I mean, it's still the beginning, you know. Yeah, so like three small games in, it's, Yeah, it's hard to kind of get a read on stuff. So, and, um, man, the one thing that irritates me – What do you got? Is when we come down the court, and it's happened. It's not been one player, but tonight it was Tyus Jones. In the past, it's been Jay Crowder, and it's also been Dylan Brooks. And Jaron has a smaller person Ooh. on him on the block, mm-hmm. and we just fire up the first three point shot we see. Like just the old school basketball in me, just that just gets under my skin so bad, man. And that's that's when I text y'all. I, like, I love Dylan's game right now. Like this shit's fucking pissing me off. Mm. But man, that's that's my biggest pet peeve with the team right now is those rush threes when and not getting Jaron the ball on the block. Let's talk about Jaron for a bit. So like, so he he's had a, uh, some good games. He's been good. He had he had ten in the first quarter of this game, and then he gets pulled in midway through the first quarter. Doesn't play the rest of the first quarter, and there's no foul trouble at this point. Then he doesn't get put back in until six minutes left in the second quarter for some reason. So he's like he was hot, and then they the coach benched him for like. 15 straight minutes of, of game time and puts him back in. He gets a couple fouls because he's like just not in the rhythm of the game. I just think it's, it's kind of been a weird mismanaged. I don't know if he's yet figured out how to use him, but I mean, he's still the be- undeniably the best player on this roster. And the fact that we don't feature him more, even though this team like kind of ostensibly sucks, you know, personnel wise is insane, dude. Like he's still, how many shots is he averaging? Can someone look that up? It can't be that many. He had eight tonight. Yeah, it's insane. That's like rookie. That's like with Mark and Mike level shots. And so he uh, actually is averaging Miami twelve point three. And and I I think versus uh, Chicago he had like seventeen. Mm. We wanted with, to see him more in the seventeen twenty which you know attempts. Yeah, in Chicago, I mean he he made Laurie Markin and look look garbage. Kind yeah. of, I mean not so much, but he out he outplayed him. So yeah, Rich, what, Rich, what you thinking? Yeah, I think you know as a as somebody who was hooping and was like kind of forced to play in the paint and just kind of bang around, the easiest way to get disengaged as a big man when you're hooping is when you're running and expending all your energy and you have fucking mismatches, mismatches and your guards aren't getting you the ball. 
That's the easiest way to get disengaged. You're running, mm-hmm. you're sealing, you're doing everything you're supposed to do. And you just look up and like your, your boy's like jacking up fucking threes and shit. Like it's the Splash Brothers. Uh, <laughs> for Jaron, and we definitely don't have the Splash Brothers. No, hell no. Our listeners out there. Trash Brothers sometimes. <laughs> so I just, I think similar to, as Sam kind of alluded to, I don't think, I don't know if it's been figured out exactly how to best feature Jaron because I think we've seen instances and glimpses even in the first quarter tonight. Jaron can score. And he can't be Jaren, stopped. Like he he's a mi- walking mismatch. Like the, he's a walking mismatch. Yeah. His handle has drastically improved this season. He's able to kind of take it from the three-point line into the paint. And I just I just still feel like he's not being featured enough. Um, I feel like he's not being put in a position to be successful as much as he could be. Um, and I know that, you know, the foul trouble is still a thing. He's Man. learning through that, managing his emotions on the court, not kind of getting too frustrated and psyching himself out. But the coaching staff still has to find ways to get him in a better position to be featured and to ensure that he's getting the most shots on this team. He has to get the most shots on this team, period, point blank. And I'm still curious to see the John Jaren connection as well. Like, how is that going to develop? How is John going to figure out, you know, where to get him in his sweet spots, how to set him up where he likes to rock? Um, so, yeah, I know it's still early, but these are just some some things that I've kind of observed that I'm definitely interested to see how they continue to blossom. Yeah, and Sam, you've hit on that uh, on Twitter that Ja and Jaron don't seem to have that synergy yet. When we've kind of seen Ja and Brandon Clark more so have some chemistry in these first three games, it seems like. But Sam, you, you've seen the two home games in person. What, what are you thinking about Ja and Jaron and that duo? Yeah, I mean, that was an idea from, the, uh, from one of the Harrington mailbags. So it kind of seems like um, Ja and Brandon Clark have more synergy or, or Ja and, and, uh, and JV, Jonas, as well. Uh, and then Tyus and, and Jaron have kind of more synergy anytime they share the court. Uh, Tyus just seems to be, I mean, he's like, what we know about Tyus is he's just always been the steadfast point guard, you know, and usually makes the right decision. This game wasn't his best, but so he's he's good at getting Jaron the ball quickly, you know, and he always sees him when he's stealing for the most part. Uh, so I, I've noticed that, but, you know, it was just someone said like, hey, based on the eye test, like, I don't, they just don't, they don't look that great when they play together, John, Jaron. Like they really, I feel like anytime there's a pick and roll, like the the whoever's guarding Jaron just blitzes John, ja, and then John ja never gets him the ball, and it's just it's just a doesn't look like you want it to look. Consider even considering the fact that and what Harrington says was they they should complement each other perfectly. Like in theory, they are perfect complements. Their games are you know like Ja can get to the rim at will, Jaron can pop pop out and shoot threes or like go to the rim on a roll. Uh, so every now and then they'll have like a an alley oop play that looks great, and you're like perfect. This is exactly what they should be doing. Like. 10 times a game, like John Jaron pick and roll should be 30 points, you know, like bread and butter, but it just, it hadn't gotten there yet. I know they're just figuring it out, but like you, you kind of want it to look more natural than it does. Um, they really only get those big plays in transition when Ja can throw them an alley-oop. And there's, there's one John Jaron pick and roll from a, either a preseason game or maybe the heat game where it was like classic, you know, he rolled to the rim and he got on the ball and it was nice. And I remember we text each other like, perfect. This is exactly what it's going to look like for the next like 10 years or whatever. And it hasn't been that. Um, but check out Harrington's article. He he does the he pulls the stats and it hasn't looked that good when they've shared the floor. Like neither of them, both of them play worse when they're on the floor at the same time. And of course, that's could be due to a litany of things. But that was notable and something that I test wise too. It just doesn't seem as good as it should be. Yeah, I mean that's pretty concerning. I I, I know it's yeah. pretty early, but I think that's like the probably the main goal of this entire season is for those two guys to get on the same page. Yeah. 
and and we'll see. And one thing that I want to talk, there's 10,000 foot view about the team too, is that the team's been very competitive so far in all the games they played, which like is great. You know, like we were one and two, which you know, is where you want to be obviously, but um, they've been in every game and have lost it usually in the fourth quarter, you know, second half, which is a, t- you know, a telltale sign of a young team uh, that just isn't able to finish it out and close the game. So that's, but that's been good. They've been competitive games and we haven't just getting blown out like some of those, you know, tanking ass Suns teams or whatever. So that's been really good to see as, as a fan and spectator of the games. Yeah, and as uh, Brevin and Pete were saying on the broadcast, for those of us plebeians who were not at the game. Porzies. <laughs> uh, the, the first game we played three quarters of solid NBA basketball. Then versus the Bulls, we went a little bit deeper than that. And then tonight, we, of course, you know, played, what, 50, 53 minutes mm-hmm. of basketball and came out with a win at the buzzer. So just fun to see the team continue to or learn how to fight, not continue to fight, because they definitely folded in that fourth quarter, whether it was, you know, their legs tired or just maybe we just got those baby legs right now. Like We, we can't we can't run that long. Uh, so they got to get a little stronger, get used to the NBA game. Uh, but man, it's fucking fun, fun to watch. Like to be one and two, uh, my feeling after opening week is still like, okay, I, I don't want to stop watching Grizzlies basketball yet. Right. So, so I'm excited. I, a question for the the round table. It's actually kind of square, I guess, since we're on this screen. But mm, Brady Bunch with, style. Uh, with our five out philosophy that we have, how does JV fit into that? What do you guys kind of think about how he, you know, re- like how is he able to work into this new philosophy? Is he going to be able to? Because he isn't really that type of player, but is he still serviceable? Can we work around that? What do you think? What do you think, Rich? Man, like first and foremost, JV is also just like a fucking dog. Like you give him the ball in the post, like he can go to work. Like I didn't even know jv was that much of a offensive talent um so that was on me for not even knowing like you know the presence that he can bring offensively but you can just kind of see it like when you're talking about the five out like when jv's on the court like it does slow down like it has to slow down like there's no way that it can't um and i think you know he's an old school bring the lunch pail back to the basket type of player but also you see tonight he was able to step out and hit three threes um so you know he's able to stretch the floor a little bit um from what we've been able to see but as far as like his role in this i'm still curious to see like what that looks like when his minutes when he's off a low restriction um because in a game like this you know jv is probably thinking you know if, if he weren't on minutes restriction he would be on the floor closing that out um he'd be a part of that closing lineup and i'm just interested to see what that spacing looks like and what that transition offense looks like if jb jv is on the court in those moments yeah, and to your point, JV is averaging 18 minutes per game, which is like right in line with Grayson Allen and uh, Marco. Um, and, and he's averaging 11 points and eight boards. So he has been productive in the time he's played. Um, Hit a couple I, threes this game. Uh, yeah. DeAndre Jordan disrespected him. like, And he was he went for like three of five from three, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, fans cr- love that. Career high. So uh, oh, really? I, my thing with the five out is, and maybe Taylor Jenkins has said that the offense is still developing. They're still putting in, um, you know, more wrinkles to the sets. But the five out has to have an option to go to Jaron and JV on the block. Um, whichever one of them is in or if they're playing together, like they can score on most people on the block. And when we need a bucket, we need to be able to go to that because a lot of those we can't stop the runs because we don't have a go-to play or a go-to player necessarily. 
tonight Ja was, but in the first two games, we just kind of looked. We do. Like, we just don't use them. That's that's yeah, kind of what we were talking yeah, about like, with Jaron. We do yeah. have a go-to player. Like, like it's it's not hard. Like yeah. Last year he proved he could score on the block and he showed glimpses of being able to handle and shoot the three. This year he's definitely shooting more threes and um, they haven't really fallen for him as much. And we've seen the improved handle, but like we haven't seen him on the block or just yeah, just give him the ball. Like they can't guard him when when wherever we get him the ball. Like he can take anyone off the dribble. It seems like. And he can post up, and we we know he's got that lefty hook, and he's probably added more to his game. So like that that I guess that's probably all of our biggest complaint with Taylor Jenkins and the five out offense is like, it, you know how the football guys got the hat now that say run the damn ball is like feed the damn post <laughs> like the whole yeah. mentality. Well, yeah. Trademark, we're gonna make that <laughs> feed the damn post. Yeah, maybe yeah, we yeah, we should. I think the circling back to JV real quick the the thing that. Uh, Memphis has really missed when he's not in the game is his rebounding, uh, it, especially in the Chicago game. It would have been so, so amazing if he was able to play towards the end because he had a, uh, let's check it, 48% defensive rebounding percentage in that game. So that's 48% of available defensive rebounds he grabbed while he was on the floor. He was just like, there's no one that could match up against him. Um, he had, how many total rebounds did he have? Uh, he had 13 total rebounds in 18 minutes. Uh, and that right as of right now, at least that's not something that Jaron's doing. Jaron can't play that close to the basket and not pick up eight fouls. So JV's able to get down there and bruise and at least grab the ball. And if you still have a guy that, I mean, that's what Deandre Jordan does. Essentially. He's not scoring a ton of points most of the time, but it's still a valuable person to have. I think that's just my two cents on that i appreciate his rebounding mm. i'll be glad when he can play 30 minutes again Jer- jaron is averaging uh, seven a game so far this year so i think he averaged like four last year yeah um, however he's only shooting 23 percent from three uh grayson allen shooting 27 percent kyle anderson shooting 50 percent along yeah with- slow must uh, look good yeah. man and they, they, they've been talking about using him more as a ball handler which is good which i think is when the game comes to him the most naturally is when he's either pushing the break or, you know, being an impromptu 6'9 point guard. So uh, I, I like to see that. And I think he, he's been so good when he gets to the rim. Um, and, and he just plays it. I mean, it's talked about so much. When you see it live, it's something else, man. Like he, It's like people, like, play too fast defending him and then are, like, caught off guard because he's so slow. It's like Harden's ability to slow down. Slow-mo's got the same deal. So he's been great. And, you know, like he's been a Swiss Army player, as Zach said, so he's been good to have around. I think he's, he's well worth that contract at what he's played so far this year. Yeah, he's like, oh, I may not be able to come back yet. I'm still hurting. <laughs> yeah, that was and weird. And he comes back at, like, full form. What's up with that guy? Yeah, that's like, you know. Trying to fleece us, man. Man playing possum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, you know, when you're, like, really fucking good at pool in a bar. and then you, a shark. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, I don't know. I used to play with my stepdad or something. And then, but then you like, yeah, you like take run the table for like eight games or whatever. Everyone, does, like, that's what, that's what he's a, he's a basketball five tool player shark. That's what he is. <laughs> uh, who, who else on the team? Grayson Allen. What do y'all think about Grayson Allen? Rich? What do you think about Grayson Allen? <laughs> 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 Just go I, ahead, man. We'll give you your pedestal. You got it. <laughs> no, you go ahead, Rich. I, I, don't, I don't have a lot to say. Uh, I, have, I have like absolutely nothing that 
would really positively contribute to this podcast. I, <laughs> I haven't been showing anything uh, really from Grayson that would warrant minutes um, that would warrant, you know, I know we uh, picked up the option on the contract, uh, but Zach exactly. yeah. was all happy about like, yeah. we're, 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 we're talking, it's cheap, dude. Talking, it's yeah, but he sucks. <laughs> like, it's not, cheap, it. dude. Like, we're, we're talking it's about a everyone cheap the extended, <laughs> just, uh, when all the, all the guys were getting their rookie extensions, and Zach's like, Oh, yeah, we're glad we locked up Grayson <laughs> Allen for one more year. Like, hey, man, no one could give two shits about Grayson Allen. He's, he's terrible, bro. he also could score 40 points in a game occasionally. Occasionally, I guess we'll see. He, he looked good. He looked good in the preseason. He looked good. Um, no, he looked good in the two games against non-NBA teams. That run game against the New Zealand Breakers, he looked like an NBA player. And then yeah. not an NBA team. Yeah. Um, so He hit a big three tonight. He did. He did. True. He, he just like he, – he, he looks like – when you watch him play, he looks, he looks like he should be really good. You know, he's really fucking athletic. And his, he has a really good stroke. Like his his shot looks really good. It's just it's so weird that it doesn't go in a lot. You know what I mean? Like he looks like he should be really good and it passes the eye test. He's an eye test guy. Like, but yeah, I mean, it, it, if if he just isn't good statistically, and if the team doesn't play as well and he's on the floor, I mean, he's not a great defender. He's athletic, so he can like play competent defense. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I he just needs to hit. It's so weird he doesn't hit as many shots as he as he seems like he would. But yeah, he hasn't shown me anything to like warrant substantial time talking about him. Yeah, if we're talking about him as like a ninth or tenth man on the roster, yeah, that that's fine, and which is kind of what he is now. But we're also, can he be a starting shooting guard? And that's where I'm like, no, nah, hell no, man. Oh, I don't think that's no, 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 no. what you want. Someone no, was calling no, for him to start at two and then have Dylan start at three. Yeah, uh, and then and see what that looked like. Which you know, like Dylan Brooks apparently when he's at a small four position, which he was in this game for a lot of the time, he plays significantly better. Um, because he's more in a spot-up role as opposed to a creator role. So and that's kind of where we want him to be. So I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not down for experimenting. This is like a you know, this is like a Lego season. Let's plug and play and see what we can create. So I, we'll see where we go. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to, like, get on my horse and defend Grayson Allen until, like, until death right now. I want Zach is. No... Yeah, Zach loves him. So, but that's, that's <laughs> you can, you can I did die not on canoe that out to the, I did not canoe out to that island. You haven't been and out I there I saw yet? it while flying over it. I yeah. dropped him a care package. That's all I did. Yeah, you did. You dropped him a little care package. You said, have a, I don't know. I don't know. Let's just move on. Who we got next? Marco, Marco Goodrich. Yeah, Marco yeah, Goodrich. I, I, it's kind of like the same. I don't think we've really gotten. He travels every time he dribbles. <laughs> every time he has passed the ball. We do like this. And one thing that is the five out. We do this like dribble drive offense or whatever. Like uh, it kind of reminds me of the dribble drive with the old Tigers teams, like the five out. Because, but we don't get better shots because of it. Like we have a guy that drives the basket and beats his man, and then they collapse and he kicks it, and then that guy drives, and then and then he claps and they kick it again, and eventually the ball kicks and it moves. But we don't get a good shot still. So like, even though the ball's moving, like end result is usually like a contested like jumper. Or you know a shitty layup, or a you know another Jay Crowder three that's like more contested than you want it to be. So, so what's the point of all this? My, my point is, what's the point if we're not going to get a wide open three or layup? Yeah, yeah that's the theory. That's the theory anyway. But and my, what made me think of that is because every time Marco is is the man that gets the ball kicked to, and he's supposed to drive, he travels every fucking time. Like it's unbelievable. It's yeah, like me out there. I, th- I think that's just a byproduct of not having like the talent and the offensive skill to like blow by your man enough to force a super hard help 
Like they just kind of hedge and they can get back and then the rotations, they're not, they're all on time basically instead of being like a step slow where yeah. you get that open shot. Uh, and then on Marco, man, he has Bano Udre itis. Like when, when he gets that ball, <laughs> trademark like, as well, it is fucking going up <laughs> like nine times out of 10. He is shooting that thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, I don't like only the Grizzlies can sign a knockdown shooter who appears to be better at like going to the rim than actually catching and shooting. <laughs> like, yeah, that's crazy. Like so far from what we've seen, he is more adept to like, take you off the bounce than catch and shoot 30th best player in europe though <laughs> yeah he looked like it <laughs> looked about right that's my boy though that's my boy hey, <laughs> shout out marco <laughs> i mean yeah just, <laughs> that's my boy though we could toss him in the starting lineup i don't care I mean, yeah i don't give a fuck him, but, him, he started out number two and dylan at three i'm yeah. well let's do it yeah Rich, let goes yeah. dude Rich, grayson at the four grayson, grayson, grayson the four marco grayson at the five go super small you said Grayson or Marco? Yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking Marco. All <laughs> yeah. Day. I don't. Day. Has Marco really All been day. that much better though? All day. Mar- Marco isn't think, athletically dynamic. He's not first athletic. And foremost, I think I just like him more as a person. Um. So yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Get some I mean, points yeah. for that. But I've seen him, you know, hit a few shots. Um. And yeah, I don't know, man. I just. Ah, oh, fuck. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel. You. I gotta take my dinner out of the oven. I'll be right back. Grayson just sucks, man. Like, he sucks. I say Marco. So, if you're asking me, Grayson or Marco, Marco. Or DeAnthony Milton, actually. DeAnthony Milton, please. Yeah, and then uh, we still got our boy Josh Jackson, who is, you know, I guess hustle training camp starts tomorrow. So, it'll be interesting to see if he reports. Is he good? Have we heard from him? Like, are we. I mean, is he going to be there? Josh Jackson is okay with this, like, agreement. (laughs) Because, like, I don't think I would be. I'd be like, what? Like, Whoa, people <laughs> fuck up all the time. And, like, y'all about to send me to, like, suspension, alternative school, and, like, put me on this little plan to work my way back to the Grizzlies when y'all have no wings. Like, I'm the most talented wing that would be on the team. I just can't imagine Josh Jackson, like, actually being okay with this little agreement that they came to. In and, fucking uh, Mississippi. Like, yeah, he has to go to fucking Mississippi. Like, yeah, I wonder if anyone's seen him around. Like, is he staying at the West End? I, I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, it, it, I just can't imagine. Like, it, he is as uh, excited about this agreement as Zach Kleiman and company seem to be. You know, like, oh, this is going to be great. He's going to work his way back. I feel like he's probably like, man, fuck this shit. Yeah, I'd be. I'm, I mean, they they already declined his option, so I, I take that for what you will. Also, my question is, Sam, was your dinner the Reese's? Is that what you had to get out of the oven? Yeah, I took this Reese's out of the oven. Okay. <laughs> Interesting well, storage place. No, it's it's um. So you bake them at three fifty, uh, twelve minutes till nice and toasty. It's really good. A lot of people don't know. Wait, so why are you guys talking about Josh Jackson? Because <laughs> and also, why does anyone care about Josh Jackson? Like, what what's the whole is the free Josh Jackson thing the Saint does? Is that is that a joke? Or is it, is it like a joke that he's sort of serious about? Or what level of joking is that? Because no, at what point has we ever seen anything good from him? He's a I fucking mean, asshat. He's I not mean, good, and he's like idiot. He's more talented than Marco, Grayson, or Dylan. Like based on what? <laughs> his pick in the draft? No, based on his performance. Like He's been terrible, dude. 
Go look at his stats. He's terrible. <laughs> Who did we just get done talking about? <laughs> a bunch of garbage ass players. <laughs> like, uh, Josh Jackson's bad, man. I, I don't. I, I. I think he. He's anything. If anything, he's illusory good. Like I'm not saying that Marco or Grayson are better than him, but I'm also saying that Josh Jackson's not the answer. Like, I mean, he might not be the answer, but he he could provide just as much as anyone else right now. I, I, we got to talking about him because of the, our lack of depth on the wing, and then I asked yeah. them if they thought he was okay with this whole agreement. What's the deal with um, Bruno? You really hadn't seen much floor time. Like I thought we were going to play him more. It's kind of a weird center, like like wonky stretch. Yeah, stretch I feel five. like like tonight would have been a great opportunity for that because we had like four guys in there who were six six. I felt that would have been a great opportunity to stick him in there. Yeah, be able to protect the rim against. Uh, uh, what's his name? Jared. Uh, Jared Allen. Jared Allen. Yeah. I don't know. What's yeah. the deal? What's yeah, the deal with you know, Bruno? I don't get keep, it. I keep looking every time uh, folks are checking in. You know, is he about to go in? I'm ready to watch this guy again. He's just the odd man out right now. Yeah. Got to stay ready. Yeah, lo- long season. Something definitely could happen. I mean, who would y'all want him to play over? You got Jaron, JV, and uh, Brandon Clark pretty much manning the big minutes. Yeah, Solomon Hill looked good too. I mean, I, I probably would have put him in over Solomon, but then obviously Solomon played really well. So good job, Taylor Jenkins. You did well. Yeah, and then uh, who else on the roster? I guess Jay Crowder, who uh, it, it appears that Taylor Jenkins went to Jay Crowder and had a conversation, and he said, Jay, anytime you catch the ball <laughs> – Shoot that motherfucker. <laughs> I want it would appear that conversation likely occurred. Yeah. I, want, I want you to set an example of how let that shit fucking fly is supposed to be. And uh, Jay Crowder seems to have taken that to heart. Right? Yeah. Except for tonight. He realized he didn't have it. I wonder if he shoots everything. Like when someone hands him food, like at the fast food, is he like, shoot that hoe right back at him? Yeah. Oh, like, no. It doesn't matter how the ball gets to him. It could roll yeah. to him. Someone could like kick it to him. <laughs> come, off the, <laughs> come off the rim to him. He's shooting it. Yeah. Uh, but two big shots tonight. He had six points, and they were in overtime, I believe. Right. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. Obviously, Obviously the, the game time winner. game winner. Yeah. yeah. Can't be more timely than that. Uh, we we'll want to talk about the upcoming games. Are we, are we done with the roster? Uh, well, let's talk. Anybody on uh, Miami impress you guys? Well, I know that Kendrick Nunn or who, who is that? that? Like that dude? No idea who that guy is. And, and yeah. he followed it up with another good performance. I can't remember who they played, but he had like eighteen more points. The Heat just have a culture of built, built like building talent. It seems like, and mm-hmm. Bam Bam Adebayo looks like oh, yeah. a beast too. Oh yeah, yeah. Nunn went off tonight too, if I'm not mistaken. Like I don't know who he is, but he's he's a baller. And I think Silva is one of their two-way players, and he was just <laughs> oh yeah snatching up fucking boards and just owning the paint. Like, but that that's that culture in Miami, man. And then Tyler Harrow's just you know fucking fearless and doing this oh, thing on South Beach. So we gotta, he, his he, uh, his Instagram is awesome, by the way. Like, oh, yeah. this, he's this got is, some sauce. He's got some sauce, man. Dude, he has one caption that said, uh, uh, "Like he's like standing in front. He's like wearing something like some ridiculous outfit in Miami, which whatever you know, like you have your style." But his caption is like "was looking for love but found lust," <laughs> which is like unreal, <laughs> ridiculous. Like, it's like such a fuckboy, dude. Which like whatever, you know. I mean, do your thing. Like I'm sure he is, but like that. I mean, if that guy gives my team twenty and ten, I'm just like not gonna be a fan anymore. You know, that's tough. Yeah, and thank God that Silva guy didn't kill Ja when he fucking 
swallowed his Ooh. dunk attempt. Yeah, that that was tough to see. He's he's done one, every game. He has a uh, attempt. He tries to dunk on somebody, except for this one. He had a, a breakaway dunk that I tweeted looked very Westbrookian. Like it, I really want to see someone put those next to each other because the way he attacks the rim and his force carries him through the dunk so much that he almost falls down when he gets to the ground and then he beat his own chest. That was like, it, I mean, I know he's often compared to Westbrook because he's a point guard, he's athletic, but that looked eye test wise a lot like Westbrook as well. He's he's a fucking fired up guy, man. Like he, he's he's got that Westbrook like I'm gonna talk shit and try to end you, you know, anytime I go to the rim, which I like. I don't think he we also ever like had tweaked his like ankle. No, oh, no, we definitely haven't. Yeah, I don't think we've but, had anyone with that type of fire before. Oh yeah, no, not at all. And it, 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 you could tell the crowd feeds off of it, which is not surprising. But you, know, you realize, like, how in the past we've had, you know, pretty boring, good NBA players. You know, like Mike is a chill dude. Mark's quiet. You know, Zebo and Tony were the personalities, uh, but they weren't like athletically. Like Zebo wasn't dunking on anybody, so uh, it, it's, it's fun shit. No doubt, I, he did tweak his ankle on that, that awesome dunk. So. Tone it back just a little bit. Yeah, he had to come out. He landed on – it wasn't his plant foot that he or the foot he landed on. It was the next step that he took. He tweaked his ankle and had to come out for a minute. Yeah. The we problem... saw it on the, the TV broadcast. Oh, they pointed yeah. it out on the yeah. replays. I didn't see that. You know, I was, I was eating some caviar at this time, I guess, at the game. <laughs> you know, like, one thing I will say is, like, he plays like Westbrook, but he's not, you know, he's not built like Westbrook. So, Westbrook can withstand a lot of those reckless drives and preposterously athletic dunks. But but Ja is a very slight dude, man. Like he is so skinny. Like he's all like long arms, and um, I don't know. Like I, I was saying earlier, I'm knocking on wood heavily. But we were, before we got on the broadcast, like it's the way he careens to the rim and takes all that contact. You know, as skinny as he is, it's scary. Like and it's it's really only a matter of time unless he puts on some weight or learns to. You know, I don't know. I I I, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just saying I'm worried. Kind of take a little bit of that mentality where if you're a running back or a receiver or a quarterback or something and you're scrambling, you got to know when to take that extra hit, when it's worth getting those extra two yards or when it's better just to step out of bounds. He doesn't get a call either. It's not like he's getting N1 calls on these drives. Like yeah, he's not, I mean, he's yeah. just getting rooked, which whatever, but like it's, it's, you know, to what, to what degree is it worth it? I guess at this point. Yeah. I feel like Westbrook was slight of frame when he first entered the league and then he bulked up as he got older. He did. Yeah. And he's only 20 years old. That's, 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 I hope he kind of follows that trajectory too. I mean, he'll, he'll never be like probably as big as Westbrook, but you know, he'll, he'll put on weight for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, anything with the Grizz or anything around the league? Clippers are good and fun to watch. Uh, that, Kawhi like has another meme. It's incredible. The beginning of the season. With, uh, 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 why, why did they make him t- do that? <laughs> Dude, my favorite is when they cut it into like uh, songs, like that na 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 song. He goes and then back to the, that was so good, dude. Oh man. The NBA is the best for shit like that. Yeah, welcome Clippers fans to the game tonight. Like I feel, I'm pretty sure that was a bullet point. Like you are supposed to welcome Clippers fans to the game tonight. And he just like read it where. Welcome word. Clippers fans <laughs> to the game. T- <laughs> I didn't actually hear the whole thing. I gotta watch that. Oh man, it was it was rough. It was rough. Mm. Uh, I went to a Utah versus the Lakers on mm. Friday night. 
and the Lakers uh, beat Utah handily. Our boy Mike Conley struggled, uh, as he did in their first game in the season opener when he went like one for 16. What do Jazz fans think? Are they like, why do we trade for this guy? Or are they like, no, nah, they're just like, it's early. We're yeah, okay. Figure, figure it out. Yeah. Um, and, and versus the Lakers, they didn't have Bogdanovich. Um, so with a new team trying to get used to each other, that could explain some things. But uh, LeBron in the second half, he just took over that game. So that was cool to see. He finished with like 30-something and 10 and 8. Um, Anthony Davis played well. So the Lakers are looking good. And that's who who we played next, right, on Tuesday? Tuesday night. Yep. It's, it's a good segue into the preview. <laughs> Anybody got that- a preview? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was hoping y'all did. That's why I segued it. Uh, I don't, that was I mean, your part now. Is uh is everyone healthy? I mean, are, are the Lakers like everyone playing? Uh, uh, no Kuzma. Oh, that's right. That's right. No, 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 no Rondo. Rondo's out. Yeah. Hope we get a heavy dose of uh, contagious Caldwell Pope. Uh, who we? God, he's so bad. Yeah, that's tough. That's a tough. That's tough to be on that team too and get so much on bad exposure too. Like you got LeBron. I wonder what LeBron said to him. Y'all see that? that yeah. Like, yeah. I really, I would kill to know that. Like, uh, just a transcript of that, whatever that was. You're he probably said, hey, bro, quit Rick fucking this up for me or yeah. whatever. Yeah, right. I'm going to tell Rich Paul to drop your ass. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, Lakers fans, they were not happy with him. They were they were not happy with anyone, like, even as LeBron was dominating. like He happy. said they don't even like their team. The only player they, that they cheered for was Alex Caruso. Caruso? <laughs> oh, they love Caruso. The Jack Caruso meme is incredible as well. That's another great NBA gold meme. You guys seen that? Yeah. 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 It, be it. Uh, being at a Lakers game was there was an energy in the building, but it like wasn't about the Lakers. Like the energy was just like we're we're at the Lakers game, but like they weren't necessarily paying attention to the game like in depth, like where you accustomed to Grizzlies fans. I don't know. It was a weird vibe. Mm. Yeah, Jack Nicholson there. Weird vibe. Yeah, Jack was there. Rihanna was there. The stars were out. It was the home opener. Was Flea there? The Red Chili Peppers basis? You know yep. what he looks like. Oh, good. Yep. He was there. <laughs> Damn, always. Bro. She got his um, autograph for me. But what was weird was they didn't like make a big deal about opening night. Like the Grizzlies bring in performers every time, and like it's it's a big it's a big deal because it's like one of our few sellouts of the year. But this was like just another game. Like they don't even have games every time out or like anything like that. It's like randomly that they'll throw something up on the video board. That's about it. Did they drop down like a thing from the jumbotron? Like uh, I heard. Did you were you there for the opener? Like the the video and shit. Uh no, I wasn't there. Yet. Okay, I heard I had a friend go last year, and he said that that for the seat for the opener, the video, and for the introduction of the team, they like drop a like the video board like extends down to the court and like plays like a three sixty video like in that the players can walk through. He said it was fucking nuts, basically. Like which, probably, yeah. I mean, the Staples Center is incredible. So yeah, yeah. yeah so like, I, I th- I'd like to hear about that. I'm sure the opener's cool, but um, yeah, I mean. In game, shout out to the in game at the Grizz, right? Like they, they keep they keep things humming a lot nicely, and um, I'm never like bored. But they they have usually pretty interesting stuff going on, so they're pretty uh pretty pretty good. Yeah, man. who who else do we play this week? Uh, we got the bright future Suns. Bright future yeah. Suns. They beat the Clippers yesterday. Really? Yeah. I saw. Uh, yeah, I saw um, Devin Booker chirping at Patrick Beverly. Which, yeah. is pretty, which is pretty, which is something. But I think eight. Ooh, a, that's dangerous. I would not suggest that to anyone. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, especially not Devin Booker. No, he talks about oh, no. shit, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Aiden got a twenty-five game suspension too. Yeah, for diuretic. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which is real tough hang. Yeah, I don't know, man. That, that's that's weird. And and so, I, I don't know if that, that that rule might get overturned or whatever his suspension might get overturned. Yeah. But um oh, two games, weird week. You know, not a lot of games this week. Uh and then only only one at home Saturday. So we have Tuesday night at LA and so we'll Late be back game. in the grindhouse. Yeah, nine thirty tip uh, central. So we'll we'll probably be watching I'm sure you'll watch that, Mason. And oh, yeah. otherwise, well, how we feeling? Otherwise, we we have uh, any other things around the league or about this team? Because I got to go eat dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, more Reese's in the oven. Out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I got a Twix in there this time. Uh, hopefully, we get Zion back at some point. Not been fun to to have him not on national TV because yeah. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the Pelicans are going to be on national TV. <laughs> Uh, man, RJ Barrett's kind of been hooping a little bit. Him has he? Out. I have and no he, idea what's going on over there. Yeah, well, yeah. How, how's he looked? He looked pretty good. I okay. mean, the Knicks aren't great, but him and Ja are going to be in a race for probably rookie of the year. Um, unless it's Kendrick Nunn guy as a rookie, <laughs> I don't. I don't I think know he is. <laughs> yeah, because he might win that shit. Yeah, I'm probably, I think I, I, he is because he because they were talking about how like he outshined uh, Tyler Hero and. I remember some line saying like other rookie, unheralded rookie, none outshines like other fellow rookie like lottery pick. Okay, yeah. okay. So he is a rookie. He might be a older one though. I think he's like a a senior, kind of like a Dylan Brooks type. Yeah, rookie. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, rest no idea hard, where he's from. Russ and Harden have looked better than I think most people expected together. Um, I think they're like one and one or something. Uh, the Warriors appear to suck ass. Yeah, man, <laughs> they're bad. Oh, yeah. Like they got whooped today. That's uh, why I tweeted like the the second that I heard that, um, yeah, Clay. They brought Clay on the the inside the NBA broadcast at halftime to talk about the team, and Charles just roasted his ass <laughs> and, and the team. He said, "Y'all are terrible, man." Like, and he, and he's like, and so the Clay, you could tell, is trying not to get mad, and he's like defending his guys, which you have to, obviously, but. He was like, yeah, I don't know, man. Marquise Chris is really impressed in practice. And I was like, oh, they're fucking toast. (laughs) (laughs) Clay knows if you have to say that and you're done, like you stick a fork in. Yeah. 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 Uh, Porzingis looks healthy, but quicker than most people expected. Yeah. So how the Dallas lost yet? Couldn't tell you. I think they're 2-0. Yeah, uh, they've been playing well. I mean, in the two games, like Luca and Porzingis look to be what we hope, you know, John and Jaron end up looking like. Honestly, yeah. they they look to be all that they were advertised to be as a duo. Uh, and Luca's kind of picked up where he left off. He looks fucking good, man. Yeah, Luca's that dude, man. Yeah, he's good. Yep. So the season is young. Uh, three games in, we got 70, 78 left, I guess. So, yeah, that's all I got, man. Cool. All right, go Grizz. Go Tigers, man. Hopefully we get game day next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's library. Uh, hopefully we get James Wiseman back soon. We'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if he's going to play this year. I'm worried. <laughs> I'm yeah, worried. Man. We got phantom braces and shit. I don't know. He, he, maybe maybe it is something to worry about, but I'm trying not to. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to subdue all those feelings and just, like, push them deep within and enjoy the season as much as I can. Well, it'll be much easier to do if he is on the court. Yeah. All right. All right. Peace out, y'all.